What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 8th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. We're going to have a good one today, Greg. I'm Tim, feeling the energy. I'm feeling the So vibes. much energy. So much energy. We're coming off of, we just did a kind of funny live reaction to the What If trailer for Marvel Studios. What If? Holy freaking fucking shit do I want to watch that. Are you kidding me? August 11th can't get here soon enough. I'm enjoying Loki just fine, but I'm ready for this. This is going to be Hell exciting. yeah. This is going to be Hell the yeah, man. <sighs> you gotta, we got to center ourselves, though. Center ourselves. You know, we got to bring it down. We got to get mm-hmm. in here and understand, of course video games stay at a play today. day too greg are you That's, you know what start there let's start there it's playstation yeah. stay to play today ladies and gentlemen 2 p.m pacific you can watch it live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're already watching us live if you want to see it later youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can watch our reactions to it to your favorite moments from it but right now uh it's not a news story so we're not going to do that with it tim but mm-hmm. You know what? A few hours here removed from where it's going to be. We know we're getting nine hours of, or nine hours, nine minutes of death loop, and yeah. then twenty-one minutes of third parties in indies. What are your hopes? Your dreams? So what do you want to see? Here's the thing, man. There are very few things more exciting than the potential of a state of play day. Of course, sure. Nintendo Direct days are the supreme. I think the number one thing in the video game industry. If there's a Nintendo Direct, all eyes on that. There's high expectations, a lot of disappointment incoming. We all know the game, right? We've seen this many, many times before. It is the cycle of video games. 100%. State of Play is still earning their keep. You know what I mean? Still trying to prove their full potential. Uh, they've had moments of brilliance here and there, but like they're still trying to figure out the format. And they're still trying to figure out the big megaton drop, like, holy shit, no one saw this coming type situation. They could have had it before with Resident Evil 3, but then little things leaked. And then that leaks sure. always a kill the hype, kill the, the oh shitness that you would have had from that, right? Yeah. Having said all of that, State of Play is still, I'd say, firmly second in video games besides e3 but e3 is a dedicated week i'm talking about a throughout the whole year something's announced what's the most exciting thing and to me it goes nintendo direct then a state of play so this coming i hate that we're in this neutered world of video game announcements where every single thing needs to have levels of transparency of just like we're talking about this and this and this and not this and not that and don't expect this because it's kind of like all right cool then we literally everyone is always just like oh why do you get so excited about watching commercials it's like because they're commercials for things we want and we didn't know existed and now this is exciting but when it's just told to us, hey, here's a commercial for these specific things, it's just, it makes it a little less. I mean, there's fun. still that room, right? There's still the wiggle oh, yeah. room of what Always. third party and what indies will be there. I'm excited for all those things. I appreciate them saying it won't be about PlayStation VR. It won't be or it won't be about PlayStation VR two, right? It won't or next generation PlayStation VR. It won't be about Horizon. It won't be God of War. Getting that out, I think, does do a bit to weed it out. You talk about state of play finding their groove and stuff, and of course, I agree. I think all of these things are constantly finding their groove, but you know, I appreciate that State of Play has cemented itself as something that is cool, but is usually not going to be the most huge groundbreaking blow your fucking socks off thing. Because that is then the idea that, all right, cool, it, you're going to get commercials. And to your point of, why well, are you excited for commercials? Commercials are fucking cool. Uh, I signed up yeah. for the blind uh, box grab on uh, yeah. from the video game Historical Foundation. I think I got that right. I just tweeted about it. But basically, they send you a classic gaming magazine. 
uh, every month. And so I, my first one ever was an EGM, which is huge for me, right? But more importantly for it, as I was paging through it, like what was getting me so excited inside this thing is the fact that there's just so many fucking classic, awesome ads. And it's this one thing to think about the fact that now, of course, uh, ads in our industry take the place as trailers. They take the place as uh, teasers. They take the place of what on state of plays or whatever. But it's still fucking cool to open a magazine to see this. And it's still fucking because it gets you hyped for what you're going to get. And I remember being fucking old or young as shit i'm old as shit now and this coming and this being the ads being the breaking news of what you were going to get and what game to be excited for and so i'm still stoked to see a bunch of ads today for yeah indies and third-party things and hopefully a few announcements we didn't see coming absolutely this isn't from the video game historical magazine thing you're talking about but for years my uh, one of my favorite issues of egm just because of the cover art was the limited edition variant version of the final fantasy 10 uh egm cover the blowout which is what got me kind of really interested in final fantasy 10 which was my first final fantasy and i ended up loving it but i finally after searching ebay for a long time got my hands on a Ooh, i remember this i had this on a, on a in totally wrapped wow, copy of this dude. thing yeah really really excited that. about that um i love being an adult you can just do those type of things sure uh, but no to be clear like I, I just had it in the other room but anyways uh the transparency is good, and I understand that. I always am talking about wanting transparency for people. I'm just saying it, when it comes to these type of announcements, it does take the fun out of it. And I understand why they have to do it, especially in this era of everybody being more online than ever and everybody being more of an asshole than ever with their opinions, myself included. I'm not trying to act like I'm better than anybody. Uh, but it does take away some of the fun because when there is a big megaton announcement, it's going to be kind of like expected based on how what they say more than anything and sure. we just haven't seen that not be true that's all i'm saying i am a 100 a, a steward of this whole thing for years i care about the hype i love the way that people present uh this type of information and i hate that we're in a, an era where when state of play could be flourishing into this beautiful magnificent moment like nintendo direct had a couple of years ago it is instead kind of being like all right well we need to kind of like make sure that everybody everybody's like expectations are set correctly because or else they're going to be disappointed spoiler people are going to be disappointed no matter fucking what so sure. that's my thing but i'm very excited about this do we need to see more death loop the yeah. answer is no the answer is not. no uh but death loop looks awesome death loop is a playstation exclusive coming this year and guess what there's not going to be too many more of those because of the state of the world right now playstation already been having a banger year they had returnal they had ratchet they might have horizon we're getting kina and boom Deathloop, right? That's a great lineup. So of course they're going to focus on it. But I'm not expecting any crazy announcements in this thing. But it would be really. I'm nice expecting fun announcements in this thing. Crazy! Yeah. I can't believe they did that. No things that will get me uh, excited for something I'm going to play later this year, next year. Share, of course. Mm -hmm. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Stay, stay to play 2 p.m. Pacific twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Come watch it with the kind of funny games cast crew joined by Paris Lily, of course, Ooh. from kind of funny X cast gamer tag radio. Uh, we'll have a good time. And if you want to catch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Instead for right now, let's talk about Dark Souls 3 now running at 60 frames a second on Xbox Series X. Uh, Dice LA getting a rebrand and CD Projekt Red opening a new studio. We're going to tackle all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where, of course, you can be part of the show. You can write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad up requests, everything 
under the video game sun. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do. And of course, you could get the games cast early. You could watch it live as we record it. You could get that ad-free. You could get exclusive shows like the Q&A thing we do each and every month. You could get the new thing like the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast. There's so much mm-hmm. going on over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. It would be great if you came and supported us. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You, of course, can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, hey, why not click click and give us a subscription? Of course, remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Gaming, meaning that you get a free 30-day sub each and every month. They don't auto-renew. They don't remind you of it. Maybe you're listening to us in a podcast like the hundreds of thousands of you do. Remember, it would be big if you went over there one day, logged in, and gave it to us kind of funny games on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and if you're watching on twitch remember you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you i've already talked to you off about state of play you know about it instead let's talk about the kind of funny podcast reunion over the weekend everybody but barrett for kind of funny 2021 came together ate dinner hung out had a bunch of different adventures and so we brought most of them together on the kind of funny podcast to talk all about it and recap a crazy weekend of tarantulas and skunks and pizzas and drinking in amusement parks and all sorts of sunburns uh if you want to listen to that you can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny you can go to podcast services around the Globe, get the new kind of funny podcast if that wasn't enough over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roger has gone through and edited down the stream where we took on game attack and mario golf i had bad internet problems and andy cried you can catch all that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games all of this is possible because of our patreon producer blackjack thank you for your support just like our sponsors express vpn and honey but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Time for some news. Four items on the rope Baker's dozen. Number one, we will start with our good friend Darren over at GameSpot, who writes, Dark Souls 3 now runs at 60 frames per second on Xbox Series X slash S, but resolution is still locked to 900p. Dark Souls 3 has just received a smooth update on Xbox Series X slash S consoles as the system's FPS boost feature now allows From Software's classic action RPG to run at a more modern 60 frames per second. This has been a long time coming as Dark Souls 3 has been locked at 30 frames per second ever since it launched on the Xbox One back in 2016, something which Microsoft's competitor Sony would rectify for its PS4 Pro console by upgrading the game to a 60 frames per second offering sometime later. The Xbox One X was incapable of reaching this benchmark, though, as fans had to settle for a 900p resolution at 30 frames per second. A few years later, and thanks to the power of the PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility, Dark Souls 3 has kept that frame rate locked in to provide a buttery smooth experience. This week's update evens the playing field, though, with both Xbox Series X consoles, or I'm sorry, both Xbox Series consoles now capable of providing a stable 60 frames per second return to Wolfric castle and its other areas as Eurogamer noted some lingering problems with the game still persist such as the inherited visual setting from the x base xbox one that results in the game still being unable to break past the 900p barrier Tim, oh, you're right now 
pulling this out of my ass, but I'm fucking saying it. So in case I'm right, I'm going to get a lot of high fives, digital high fives. State of play today, Bloodborne, 60 frames per second. Patch is fucking happening. Motherfucker, I was, that's what I, I, I you know, that was obviously aware. When you start a from software breadcrumb trail and uh, we're talking about dark souls 3 getting fps going to 60 right on xbox it does become the question then of yes we are eventually going to get to what the fuck for bloodborne right yeah and honestly like uh, jokes aside i don't think that's going to happen i do think that if we ever see a 60 frames per second what do you say I shrugged my shoulders and said third party. I mean, it's a first party game because obviously it's the, oh, it's, it's I thought but it's, it's a third party it's mod. It's not that outrageous. It's a third party thing. It's a third party That's game. That's true. That's true. I just think, I mean, jumping from this new story to that is completely silly. There, There's no way that that would be related at all. Have some energy today. Uh, Who cares? Oh, no. Well, I'm bringing the fucking energy, Greg Miller. Don't be sorry, questioning I my I, energy. I'm sorry, I, didn't, okay. I didn't mean to make it sound like you weren't bringing the energy, everybody. I'm sorry. Jesus. Wow, calm down. Um, but no, the I don't think that there's an actual logical leap from this news story to that. I, I think at some point it'll be announced. I don't think it'll be just a patch, though. I do think it would be like a Bloodborne PS5 re-release that they're putting out because they're going to want to make that money. You know what I mean? Like they know that like Bloodborne is that type of do game. Do you think that buy. they would make something maybe called the Bloodborne Director's Cut? They potentially could. Does that sound like something you'd want, ladies and gentlemen, on your PlayStation 5? Bloodborne Director's Cut? With a what, what? 60 frames per second thing. Do you know something that I don't know? I know that PlayStation now has an obsession with director's cut, right? Where I, when I, of course, we had uh, Death Stranding director's cut announced. Then we had, of course, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. I immediately jumped to Last of Us Part Two director's cut. We would be fucking insane and silly not to sit here and talk about what about a Bloodborne director's cut. You know, Craig, I was on the Games Daily with you when we talked about the Ghost director's cut. Sure. And I don't know how I didn't bring up how weird of a name that is. Because Death Stranding director's cut, it's like, okay, Kojima's the director. Who's the director of Ghost? Nate Fox. But like, nails your ass right there. No, so, but I mean, like, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? And it's like, of, of course, there's a director of every game, but it's like, it's weird to call it that because that's not like director's cut usually i mean i guess with movies you don't necessarily give a shit about the director i no, I, I totally understand what you're driving at and w- time <laughs> what was that now kevin i said you nailed his ass you you got i fucking destroyed him kevin i fucking <laughs> crushed him like a buggy <laughs> uh <laughs> Sorry, because he's so stupid, Kevin. We had him dead to rights, right? Who's the director? Nate Fox could have said Jason <laughs> Connell too, but that was a gameplay director, a different guy. Um, no, I hear you saying, but I, in, in time will tell. Is this a PlayStation naming scheme? And of course, it gets murky with Death Stranding, of course, because it didn't come to PC. Five hundred five published it over there. Granted, I don't think they're getting a director's cut, but you, you stick with me that maybe it's. Is this a PlayStation initiative? I think putting it on there. Who knows if it's actually a Jim Ryan thing, if it's actually a PlayStation thing. When we get a third one, that'll prove the rule. That'll be the one of like, yes, it is a a full-blown series. But I think doing it is them going the opposite way of greatest hits, right? Because when they used to tag things greatest hits, right, they got a red box, their price came down. Whereas I think Director's Cut establishes you're getting more. It's going to be a souped-up version. We can charge you again for it. Yeah, yeah. I never liked greatest hits, Greg. I like that they were cheaper. I always like sure, that, of course. But that ugly green strip on the PS1 days, the red one on PS2, it's like y'all are ruining this box art. Nowadays, when I'm collecting stuff, I refuse to buy greatest hits. No. Yeah, of course. Well, then it looks because then it looks like you're, you know, Johnny come lately. Like you waited yeah. for it to be a big deal and then you came and did it, right? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But I do like this trend of new director's cuts. And I know that that might not be a popular opinion. But for me, it is because I like technical enhancements. I like having actual physical versions of 
uh, PS5 versions, like definitive editions of sure. older games. And it's not going to make the box ugly because hopefully director's cuts sometimes have like cooler, nicer, artier art because it's not that first time trying to sell. We need to do, do white guy with a gun on the cover. It's more like, sure. no, we're going to like give the art that the people actually want to put on their their game. Of course. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, Bloodborne director's cut. Hey, I, I don't, uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're seeing it today, everybody. Lock it in. <laughs> Wow. Can you imagine if it was and it was 60 frames per second and it was just all the DLC included on the on the disc slash digital download and that was it? People would be so but stoked. Then, see, that's the other thing too, though, is like where it gets fishy with this. Again, the third one will be the the rule and we'll understand it. And I swear we'll talk about Xbox in a second. Uh, this Xbox story that we immediately took to PlayStation because it's state of play today. But I do wonder if, like what defines a director's cut? You know what I mean? Like it is new content, right? Death Stranding teased a bunch of stuff and like those like it looked like stealth missions and things in their uh, debut trailer at E3 uh, or Summer Games Fest, I guess. But uh, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, Ghost obviously putting so much more in there talking about even more Legends content, let alone Iki Island. Yeah. yeah, what would you do for Bloodborne and what would go far enough to justify that being a director's cut? But in the same breath, we've talked about that with Last of Us where it's like, is it going to be factions or would it be something with uh, uh, Abby? Yeah, no, man. Interesting time. I'm I'm interested in your theory about the PlayStation branding of director's cuts, and we'll we'll see where that goes. Because yeah, I guess we are still in this weird cross gen moment that we will hopefully be out of in two years. <laughs> but but stay the world. Who the hell knows? Sure. Uh, but I'm interested in that, and that that could be cool. And like we're running out of titles that would really need it, one way or the other. Well, now you actually have me swerving back on the path I wanted to originally go down for you, all right? We're talking about the state of the world. We're talking about, you know, okay, you know, games are a little bit slower right now. It's obviously people had been adjusting in 2020 to working from home. Now we're coming out of the pandemic, but obviously those problems still persist. Talk to me a little bit about where we are with modern next-gen consoles still going back and doing something like what we're seeing here with Dark Souls 3. Having the backwards compatibility, obviously, but still going back and souping these games up. I feel like we continue to see this from Xbox, them continue to go back into the library and, all right, cool, this game is better because X, Y, and Z. Is that more important than ever? Do you think if we hadn't run into the problems we had, the problems of a a, a global pandemic, do you think that would still be such a focus for consoles this time around? Uh, I mean, I, I do. I, I, Xbox has been building this for years, man. This is why Xbox One X last gen was kind of my console of choice when it came to third party games, because they just cared more about this stuff. And they really put the effort into making sure that everything ran great and was as technically proficient as it as possible at the time. And they built such a great foundation with their backwards compatibility. And we made fun of uh, how goofy smart delivery sounded for so long. But here we are. It works on Xbox. It doesn't work on PlayStation. And the that's true with, with your save progression, with your games that you own, across PC, Xbox, all that stuff. It just fucking works. And it works better than it ever used to. And that's the key. Is this uh, FPS boost stuff? Fantastic. Fucking fantastic. It's just an iteration on the Enhanced for X program they had last gen on xbox one x and it's because they put the focus on that that they're able to do this and make old games new again and make old games more relevant than ever boosting their resolution boosting their uh fps stuff that makes these games play better and at no charge it's just there and you know don't even need to get into adding game pass to that then all of a sudden you have access to all these old games specifically the old backwards compatible you're playing some xbox original xbox games with ridiculous frames per second with ridiculous resolution quote unquote for free like it's crazy right and then on the playstation side they're they aim for the more premium experience so they are going to package these director's cuts and make you buy the thing again but they're games that you can't get on xbox so 
that is just a different way of doing it. And depending on what you're looking for, I don't think one's right and what's wrong, but what's undeniable is the Xbox side is fantastic. You know, you can look at the PlayStation side and decide if it's financially uh, worth it to you. In my opinion, it is. I like them putting these extra work into these games that are ridiculously high scaled and, you know, making them premium experiences again on the PlayStation 5. Uh, you know, even games that like came out last year, it's just like repackaging them, putting out again, like like Ghost or uh, Spider-Man or whatever it was. It's just like it's exciting to go back to it and, and play them with all the, the enhancements. And it's because of the ecosystem that PlayStation doesn't have all these things uh, instilled that we need to wait for announcements of things to happen and then wait for a release date. And then they come out, whereas like here, it's just every other week Xbox is adding some shit that's really dope and really cool. So, Tim, you know, you and I, of course, get to collaborate a lot, obviously, uh, on Kind of Funny as a whole, but and on Gamescast, but it's rare, I think, on a Games Daily, we get the space to have actual discussions, right? My question for you is this. You're talking about, I, and I agree with you, that it seems every other day Xbox is putting out something awesome. Every week they have something cool that is a pro gamer move and maybe isn't a, a move for you, and I'm talking the royal you, you, the listener, the viewer, or whatever. It isn't something that necessarily gets you going, oh my God, I got to turn on my Xbox. But for somebody, it does. Somebody out there, they're hitting on something with it. How do you think that strategy nets out over the next five years? Does that propel Xbox ahead of PlayStation or does PlayStation's current exclusive lineup in studios and you know stronghold in terms of mindshare continue is that enough i mean i've been saying this since we started really getting cemented info on what this next gen looks like and i feel like that was around last may or june ish when we got the ps5 breakdown we got the xbox uh series breakdown of exactly what those ecosystems were going to look like i love that we're at a point that nintendo sony and microsoft are all doing their own thing really freaking well and I, I think that, you know, you can find evidence to to prove that at a different moments in time. But over the last like three years, I think you can really pinpoint here's Nintendo excelling. Here's Sony excelling. and Here's Xbox excelling. And I think that those moments are what we should be looking at for the direction those companies are going, because that is the goal. The world fell into shambles. So a lot of plans fell off the tracks. But when you look at their success moments, like those are the things that they're aiming for. And that, I think, is the kind of. um paradigm that they're working in to want to go forward and what we're going to be looking at a lot more of in three years five years we'll be able to look back and i think there'll be more of those wins than there will be losses having said that uh something i i talk about a lot is how big of a value game pass is but i also sure. talk about how big of a value playstation's games are at 70 dollars a pop because those games are that high quality and you don't get those on game pass so far and that's just a fact to me yeah, or I guess fine. It's an opinion that I have, but it's just like it's an <laughs> opinion that he shared. To me, <laughs> it's it's an opinion that so many people share, right? And it, this isn't console war shit. This is just like looking at the landscape of video games and the strategies being put in place. And I think both are extreme values. Value doesn't just mean getting stuff for cheap. It means getting something of value for what you're putting in. And to me, the seventy dollar value of these PS5 games is there. And it's being proven time and 100%. time again with these high quality titles. And on Game Pass, you, there's a lower entry point, but it's like that value is just undeniable because it's so cheap and you're getting so much high quality stuff from video games to services and all of this. So I don't think that we're going to see 
to answer your question, no, Xbox isn't going to beat PlayStation. I don't think it's possible for Xbox to beat PlayStation wow. this generation. Uh, but I don't think that they need to. I think that they are going to win their own. They're definitely playing their, their own, own race. That's the whole thing, right? PlayStation's yeah. going to win its own race, and Nintendo's going to win its own race. That's just where we're at. And guess what? That means I win because I get to play a bunch of games that the way I want to play them in the the places that I want to play them. So the value stuff. you assign them as well, right? Exactly. Facts. Exactly. Facts. Facts to you. Anyways, facts. Dark Souls 3 now runs at 60 frames per second. That's a fact. <laughs> Number two in the Roper Report. Dice LA has rebranded. We're going to go to IGN where Cat Bailey has this story. Dice LA is changing its name to Ripple Effect Studios. EA announced today completing the, a rebranding that has been in the making for more than a year. It will be a new start for the former support studio as it sets out to develop a, quote, yet-to-be-announced project, end quote, that will follow Battlefield 2042. It will remain under the oversight of Respawn Entertainment's founder and group GM, Vince Zampella, with Christian Grass continuing his role as studio general manager. Ripple Effect's new name, which was chosen following a team vote, is the latest in a long legacy of rebrands dating back to the late 90s when EA first acquired DreamWorks Interactive. Dice LA was founded in the wake of the closure of Danger Close Games, which in turn was a rebranded version of EA Los Angeles. Since opening its doors in 2013, Dice LA has mainly provided support for various iterations of Battlefield. At the moment, Ripple Effect is taking the lead on one of Battlefield's, I want to say Battlefront so badly, Battlefield 2042's new modes, which is set to be revealed at EA Play later this month. But behind the scenes, the studio is staffing up aggressively as it prepares to lead development of its own games. I'm jumping around this article, by the way, too, just uh, cutting some stuff out. So obviously go support Cat's work at IGN if you want the full thing. Ripple Effect's rebranding has been in the works since at least January 2020, when Zampella, who has taken a larger hand in EA's overall business since the success of Apex Legends, told the Los Angeles Times that the time had come to rethink Dice LA's role. Quote, we want to give it a new image, he said at the time. We want people to say this is a destination you can go and make new content. Grass won't confirm one way or another whether Ripple Effect will continue making shooters, but acknowledges that it's a studio comprised of shooter veterans who have been working on Battlefield for a very long time. Quote, so of course, that, so of course what we want to do is tap into the strengths of the studio and kind of focus on that, end quote. Tim, take it to the bank that Ripple Effect Studios is making a shooter. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no 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 question. Are you excited for it? Are you excited for uh, what they're going to get out to up to over there? Let me put it this way. I am excited with what EA has been building towards recently because you yeah. look at them when you look at Respawn, they're just fucking killing it. Respawn and Insomniac are the wins of the last couple of years and I think that their meteoric rise from already putting out banger titles to now being expected to put out multiple banger titles on a like all caps level like I, I really think that they're building something good. And you look at this battlefield and I think that they're making a lot of poor choices from a business model standpoint of just where the industry's at right now. And I think that there are easy fixes to that if business deals uh, happen down the line to just get that community there. Uh, of course, referring to Game Pass. If this game was on Game Pass, that would be insane. And I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. I do think that that window for that being possible is getting smaller and smaller. They will need sure. to announce that soon if that's the case. Um, but I do think that they're they're building something and everything they're showing for Battlefield, going back to what I was talking about, about that premium experience that you get on PlayStation, this is third-party premium experience where they are like, hey, motherfuckers, it is 70 bucks. And I, that's the statement. So whether or not I agree with, their, with it thinking it's a good business model, they're looking at like, well, this is what we're doing. And when you look at the trailers, you're kind of like, 
well, I see where the money's going. You know, like this is a triple A ass shooter and it is massive. It is a massive action game, Greg Miller. So mag, we got another mag on our hands, Got another mag on our hands. Uh, But but seeing seeing this all come together and, and, you know, I'm I'm actually excited for EA play this year. Like, I I don't know that we're going to get too many crazy announcements of games that we um, are are hoping for. And we're definitely not going to get an update on skate Four. but uh, EA play. I'm excited for, but I would have been so much more excited for if dead space hadn't leaked. Oh, of like, course. Dead Space, if they would have ended with, and I assume they're going to end with Dead Space, and I think that was the rumor, right? If they would have ended with Dead Space and it would have just been out of the fucking blue, can you imagine? I would have come unglued. I would have lost my mind. Because it's going to be a hype show with Xavier hosting, and then mm-hmm. updates on what you want, and hopefully, I mean, well, I guess they already said, didn't they? Let me open it up, because I forget. They said what was going on, so I don't want to start hypothesizing and dreaming of a Jedi Fallen Order 2, but I really want to. You know, <laughs> I really want to, Tim. You understand? Dude, yeah, I want it, but like, I want it so fucking bad. And I like I just I want it announced. Like I just want to know that it's coming. And like it, I know that things are complicated now. We're probably not actually gonna get it until next fall. But it's just like I, I just want to know that it's it's coming next fall, you know? Yeah. And of course, right now, actually, there is a or it might have been done by now. EA EA Play is doing a bunch of different spotlights uh, in the lead up to their actual big EA Play show. Today is the future of first person uh, shooters. Uh, it's a live stream. Uh, it's hosted by Stella from IGN. Uh, one of the things that came out of it, uh, I have from Nibel, who says, uh, f- quote, uh, from EA's future of S- FPS panel, Ripple Effect Studios is working on a Battlefield 2042 component slash mode that includes fan favorite maps from past games. So if you missed this, that's the kind of news that's being included in this thing. It's a much more, hey, let's have a conversation, talk about it. Whereas Xavier is hosting the big EA play. That'll be a bit more like bang, bang, bang. Here's the the news and information on what's going on over there. That's great. I love that type of stuff, man. Like, especially when it comes to to shooters and and games whose legacy is so tied to nostalgia and memories of maps specifically it's like i love being able to go back and like try to recreate those memories and that's why things like halo master chief collection are so awesome it's just hey here's all of them together you play a playlist and you're bopping between all the different games all the different game styles all the different maps very cool very cool what is you know and i know you know you're not the multiplayer shooter guy for the most part. I know Halo is a different well, at all. You, even, but well, yeah, yeah, but Kern, you for his birthday, you're always over. Okay, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. capture the flag, Halo, baby. Let's go. Exactly. But what is? Have you what have well, you paid attention so far to the battle uh, battlefield? God, battlefront, battlefield stuff, right? Twenty forty eight. What do you think? Because that multiplayer looks awesome, and I'm not I mean, even that's that what, guy. I I am so excited to to play with you guys for a couple rounds. You know, sure. I mean, just to see the spectacle of it all and experience it as a video game. Like I, they're doing something special. Like they definitely are. That is undeniable. This game looks insane. You're insane. So I'm just, so I hope that it gets the community and I hope people like it and, and vibe with it. Cause I want to see EA thrive. I want to see EA go back to putting out quality video games. You know what I mean? Like and they're close. They're getting, I was going to say, do you not think they're back? And I'm not even, you know, I'm an EA shell. Of course I've hosted EA play before twice. Then Xavier Wood stole my job or I graduated hosting all of E3. It depends who you talk to. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, like what Jedi fallen order is fucking awesome. Exactly. Apex is fucking awesome. Apex is fucking awesome, but we're talking about respawn there. And that's my thing. And we've seen Battlefront 2 kind of turn around, but we haven't seen new games come out and nail it from the get-go. And that's what I want to start to see is I want to start to see them putting out games where there's expectations of what's going to hit. You know, and I, I, I would argue that Ubisoft has done that over the last couple of years. And granted, Ubisoft's gotten so big that they have had uh, some Ghost Recon duds. 
You know what sure. I mean? Like there sure, are sure, games sure, coming yeah. out where it's not every single thing is going to be a banger, but the expectation is that they're going to be, and it's a letdown if they aren't, right? Whereas yeah. with EA, I think a lot of people are looking at titles and are still kind of like, we'll see, we'll see. There's hesitation going in as opposed to like trust that they're going to no, nail no, it, right? That's a good way. Trust yeah. is a great way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. And so and I think, I do think EA is working hard on building that. I think they're trying to do that, right? You talk to EA originals. Yeah, exactly. Right? It takes two, right? Like yeah. they, they, they're doing some really, really, really good stuff. But and even announcing Skate 4, like there's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of stuff. But we need to start seeing the proof in the pudding, Greg. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think you, you talk about trust. You talk about proof in the pudding. I like to think kind of funny is proven itself to you audience members by putting on a quality entertainment and great shows and if we have maybe you should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you can write in to be part of the show you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do you can get a bevy of other exclusive shows as well but most importantly for right now you could go and get the show ad free but guess what jack you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like taking a call on a train or bus on speaker for everyone to hear. Don't be that person. I haven't been that person for a while and I've been a lot happier because of it. I've been using ExpressVPN and it just makes everything feel more secure. I can just be on the internet doing what I wanna do and I know people aren't watching me, people aren't judging me. They're just letting me live my life. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep on your online activity, which is great. I use it on my phone and on my desktop. Everywhere I go, I know I'm protected and it's awesome just being able to be behind ExpressVPN. You can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash games today that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash games and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash games next up shout out to honey we all shop online and we've all seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart i recently saved a ton of money on some acoustic treatment i got for my home theater setup uh over on etsy and it was great being able to see the honey guy do his little dance and then boom i saved like 30 dollars. it was awesome you can go to joinhoney.com slash games to get honey for free if you don't have honey already you're straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free and installs in a few seconds by getting it you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this show uh get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games that's joinhoney.com slash games number three on the Roper report cd project red vancouver is a go we go to our friend eddie at gamespot who writes cyberpunk and the witcher developers cd project red continues to expand to new territories the developers deal to open an office in vancouver first announced in march has now closed quote it's official the studio said on twitter with an image of the cd project red vancouver logo games industry analyst daniel Lamott uh, said on twitter that the deal closed today july 8th in March, CD Projekt Red announced that it had acquired Digital Scapes, a company it had been working with for three years already to establish its first Canadian studio. CD Projekt Red Vancouver joins the studio's main teams in Krakow and Rollclaw, Poland. They're both in Poland. And all three will work together in the company's upcoming games. Tim, of course, congratulations to CD Projekt Red and all the developers who will now have jobs at, in Vancouver. That's great. No, my next question for you is more philosophical. Mm -hmm. how long does it take uh, cd project red you think to dig themselves out of the cyberpunk hole i i mean look they're the hole i think is being looked at by a bunch of different people 
and how much those people matter to CD Projekt Red, I think varies. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, unfortunately, they're just not really going to be in a hole to the people that represent the bulk of the the communities buying their games. Like normal people don't know about all this shit. Normal people sure. weren't burned in the way that that we all are and aren't talking about it on a daily news show for 37 episodes in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but do you think I those think, normal people bought it and put it in their PlayStation Four and it didn't work? And they're like, "What the fuck?" I don't. I, I really don't think that the, the there's that big of a swath of people that got the bad versions of the of the game on the base model PS4 and played it and were upset. And to the extent of being like, "Fuck you, you guys promised something different." I feel like the people that are mad at that knew what was being promised to begin with. So we're talking about we're just slimming down that pie chart, right? Sure. Having said that. They're never going to win over the us's. They're never going to win over the people in chat right now, ever. I don't think they can. I think that no matter what they do, no matter how good Witcher 4 is, no matter what they put out, it's always going to be a joke. They're always going to be talked about. There's always going to be like questioning of like, well, yeah, but what about this? And there's, whether it's a snide remark or facts being dropped. Facts, motherfucker. Uh, I, just, I don't think they'll ever be able to dig themselves out of that hole because that hole is so deep. Like they fucked up so bad. Greg. They pulled it from the PlayStation Store. Sure. The sure. Only recently the, came back. What everyone looked at as the biggest game of the fucking year. They pulled it off the store. It's like, yeah, no, there's no digging yourself out of that hole. That is the deepest hole video games I've ever seen. I think it affects the mainstream more than you think it does. And I'm not saying to the like level that everybody's like, everyone knows or something like that. But the reason it got pulled, right, was the amount of people asking for refunds and coming back on the PlayStation store and, and slapping back and giving PlayStation all this trouble. And so the PlayStation 4 having that huge install base, the biggest of all of the platforms it was released on, I'm not including PC, uh, I think would have snapped back on it too, let alone the mainstream coverage people did see of it. Every, not everywhere, but out there if you wanted to. We're talking about like... We're so, yeah, this is very much numbers. Like, this is very much the I, hypothetical. There's a grandma in the store and she doesn't know which Xbox to buy. I hear exactly you. the point that I'm making that I stand by is that Witcher 4 is going to sell astronomically. Yeah. So cool. That's my point. Is this sure. didn't actually affect people buying the games. And I, I really don't think it's going to. Well, it's the normal thing too that, like, you know, it's so hard to see calm seas from the center of the storm right where it's like yeah if they were somehow and this is impossible obviously but like if they were trying to release the witcher 4 two months after cyberpunk 2077 what the fuck there would have been a huge problem but the fact that the matter is we're talking about what five years until the next major release i know they're putting out the arg stuff and there were there's the witcher cons coming up and they're talking like i know how many other cd project red things are happening all at once but to my point right of like you're not the gwent mobile like they have all sorts of stuff they're working on all the time but yeah. I hear you of like, yeah, does it matter in this moment or whatever? This, when we, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. When we look at Cyberpunk, just the, with the game and everything that happened with just that video game and when it launched, it's like it worked on PC. It worked on PS5. It worked on Series X. And it's like there were still issues and the game still wasn't what everybody hoped it was going to be this 10 out of 10, but it wasn't a 4 out of 10. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like those people were playing or just like, oh, fuck this and fuck this forever. It was just like the majority of them were just like, either enjoyed it or were like, oh, this isn't this didn't live up to the hype, but it didn't ruin the reputation of CD Projekt Red to them, right? And it's like, at some point, okay, cool, does that represent the majority of the people buying it? And it's like, there are 100 plus PS4s in the wild. How many of them are pros, though? How many of them are base models? Like, we just start dwindling that number of people that had a truly abysmal time with this game, right? 
and yep. they were loud as they should have been because that's fucking unacceptable and this game should not have been put out on the ps4 the original ps4 it just should not have been and to this day them trying to be like oh it, it kind of works works enough we're gonna put it back in the playstation store horrible business dumb bad can't believe that's just happening and people are just like ah, i guess this is okay but they have to be because there's business there's money to be made and it's a deal between playstation and cd project red and all this stuff they're just going to keep moving forward so gotta keep moving gotta keep gotta swimming keep gotta keep doing that it'll be interesting to see how over these years cd project red tries to earn back trust and what they do with cyberpunk and you know all these free dlcs that have been held up in the process because of them trying to fix this game and now getting back in the store and then let alone where the playstation 5 and xbox series native versions are where those will end up being but yeah all that remains to be seen uh fourth and final on the rope report resident evil village has some new sales numbers these are from nibel over on twitter who's looking at some of the japanese reports uh, and says capcom reports that resident evil village has sold over 4.5 million copies worldwide you surprised him uh no i'm not surprised but i'm very excited man like I, i've been saying this but the more i think back on my experience with village and the more i've went back and just kind of played little bits to you know collect more of the the things that i missed uh i freaking really enjoyed that game and like i love modern resident evil like just whether it's remake or the first person shooter ones now like village really kind of uh turned me on to that and it made me realize like i like this uh whereas seven i was like oh i enjoy the game but i really prefer the third person ones this mm -hmm. one i'm like i still prefer the third person ones but like i'm stoked for the next first person one as well because there's just a really high quality bar that they they have uh from a technical standpoint and from a fun standpoint and just what i'm looking for video games like village is a game that really reminded me once again how spoiled we are with video games and with how far they've come where the crazy shit that goes on in that game is just something we all just kind of expect and uh we can all critique it so much harsher than we would have critiqued previous games because we just expect more because every video game is doing insane shit and this is coming out alongside ratchets and alongside returnals and alongside all this other stuff like what a time to be alive man video games are so fucking awesome uh so i'm so stoked about this i want to see capcom succeed we've been talking in this episode about ea and uh ubisoft and like the the trust and all that stuff capcom yeah. had really 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 bad years and they've been coming back and the resident evil franchise spinoffs not included with all the goddamn multiplayer games please capcom stop just stop <laughs> uh when it comes to these single player resident evils knock it out of the park year after year after year this is what the fifth one fourth maybe right we got seven we got remake two remake three we got village okay so it's four this is the fourth okay. one what remake like three. i trust that the fifth whatever it's gonna be what i said remake three i was fucking around. remake three is fucking great is it worth the amount of money they were charging for it it is fucking great it was just short mm. okay agree to disagree there's a whole games cast review up about it don't worry about it uh, what you think the next one will probably be what you think are they they're doing you think they'll finally go back to Resident Evil 4 for it um I mean that's coming at some point I think it's weird for them to put the out four right after right? village this version of it yeah it doesn't count uh oh I know we're just putting out there talking about like pure console stuff I, I mean RE4 has been on every fucking thing it being remade I I mean it's gonna happen I I do think it's it'd be surprising for it to be right after village because of the location and the similarities between all that but They've done fucking crazy shit before, so I don't know. And where Village leaves off, what a Resident Evil 9 looks like, I really don't fucking know. 
here's my question for you talking about resident evil village when we did the review for this over on the kind of funny games cast youtube.com slash kind of funny games you had said that you thought it would uh, be if not your game of the year definitely in your running for game of the year so are you still confident in that oh i mean it's only become more in that conversation but yeah uh i mean yeah you know honestly at this point it, it it's still debatable i don't know that i put ratchet above it necessarily okay fair enough fair enough tim uh tim you know i usually like to save your wrongs for the end of it but i would like to call one out here right now dustin underscore jb says the center of a storm is the calmest place to be uh that is actually a hurricane motherfucker i'm talking about a thunderstorm suck it get out of here you know what i mean i brought the thunder from the thunderstorm right there i saw you're wrong over there go to the center of a thunderstorm tell me if it's calm go to the center of a thunderstorm tell me if it's calm he's dumb get out of here you know what i mean I, I think I, I can't say it better than I guess who is it here? MS MS uh, MS Gambo in the chat. Get fucked. Indeed. <laughs> Dustin, we're kidding, of course. If you're new here, we're just having fun and we love you very, very much. Uh Tim, I can't wait to see what kind of funny best friend I insult next in a fun way to have fun with our audience. Uh, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops today. Where would I go? Dustin in the chat says, We have the receipts. You said storm, motherfucker. Storm, <laughs> yes, not a hurricane. Thunder, storm, hurricane. Who's closer to being right, Dustin? Hurricane, the official. Who's, I didn't say you. The center of a cane is the, is the craziest part of the fucking hurricane. He likes being beat up because he's just coming up for more. He was like, Kevin, am I wrong? I'm thinking Sea of Thieves where we were just in the middle of a storm yesterday no, and you no, couldn't you see him. out of you it. You got him. Yeah, not a hurricane. I didn't say, oh, man, it was a fucking, I was in the middle of a hurricane. Didn't know what was going on. It was so crazy in the middle. I said storm. <laughs> thunder storm not kane hurricane Shove those do me a favor dustin right delete people. your twitch account and go live in the country all right just you're not allowed to play games oh, Kansas Kansas will take you now. i love you dustin <laughs> tim where would i go for games i already said it oh did you, you say go. it i'm sorry i got i got I, I, there's an energy to this show today mm-hmm. that's a bit chaotic that i'm enjoying mm-hmm. that i'm mm-hmm. reveling in as the kids say mm-hmm. eh, but i didn't know it was going on uh out today crash drive 3 on ps5 ps4 xbox series x slash s xbox one switch pc ios and android yeah. monster harvest on playstation 4 xbox one and switch heart of the woods on switch boomerang x a game blessing won't shut up about switch in pc woodcutter switch indigo 7 quest for love switch aria chronicle switch my matey switch but not matey like pirates infinite golf 2 switch masagoro switch monument switch beauty bounce switch uh seven new survivals debuted this week in gta online pitting players against waves of the vagos balas and other gangs across the los santos area sam and max this time it's virtual launches today on oculus quest sniper elite vr launches today on psvr steam vr oculus rift and oculus quest one and two steel rain an epic conclusion to the brotherhood steel of steel i'm sorry the brotherhood of steel storyline that launched last year is playable to do- and downloadable right now in fallout 76 then avengers just put out uh, black widow's white suit they re- brought back the red room takeover through july 22nd and there's a shirtless captain america skin that i'm gonna buy as soon as this is over new dates for you surgeon simulator 2 access all areas will launch on september 2nd 2021 on steam windows store and xbox store yuki the bullet hell roguelike in vr launches on july 22nd in oculus and steam stores uh mac i want a trailer of that please yuki 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 the bullet hell roguelike in vr launches on july 22nd got it yuki 
Yeah, okay. Uh, Macrotis, uh, A Mother's Journey, arrives on Nintendo Switch July 15th, and Doomsday Vault is coming to PC and Nintendo Switch on August else? Send it to assets, Kev. Do my job for me, I guess. While you do this, we're going to do one more on this, and then if you say any more, you're banned, all right? Nanobiologist writes into you're wrong and says, okay, Greg, thunderstorms don't have eyes. Haha, ha, owned. Who fucking said anything about an eye? I said from the center of the storm, you can't see calm. Like, you can't see out of the storm is what I'm talking about. You all you're went, not oh, storm. Remember? Storm, he means hurricane. Center, he means eye. I will say, like, you're going to tell me there's no center to thunderstorms? That there's you're no right. way to you get are. to the center of the... Um, the what are you, you are talking about? What are God. you fucking you are people God. talking I about these you. days? I will be better because I'm afraid of you, Greg. And it's that thing where I, I know that I'm getting old, but you are the people that make me worry about the younger generations. Her like, do you go like, oh, some gasoline in the car, and hey. I'll put it in my pockets. Like, what's fucking wrong with you people? Yeah, they, they did that. Tim, what is this game? Like two I've never ago. seen a bullet in world like the Remember the plastic bags full of gas? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see what a, a bullet hell game would look like in in VR. Does it look and, good? Do you like it? I mean, it's interesting. Play like I'd like kid. to. I, I want to see what it fe- actually feels like in VR. Well, what's like, cool? Have you seen your little character fly around? Because I don't you like see that? that. The little kid picked up the character from like his the, the little toy thing, and it's it's like oh. what we do when we're little, you know? And you pick up the character and you print it's flying through a bunch of stuff. Open. Holding it, you see that? So you think it's like this? The kid's doing this. Yeah. You think like yeah. Shh, yeah. Shh, that's cool. Did I, I like make that, that up? Like that, that happened, right? Like, why would I not see that in the trailer? <laughs> I have no is, idea. There you go. This is very, very beginning. That was very, a very fucking beginning. flash. It made a big deal, like a lot in my mind, I guess. Right there. Deals of the day for you. Xbox free play days are, of course, back. This, is, of course, is your weekly chance if you're an Xbox Gold member to go play some free games or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, they write RBI Baseball 21 and Dead by Daylight are both available on for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to play Thursday, July 8th through Sunday, July 11th. So you, ladies and gentlemen, can get out there, have some fun, play some games, have a good time, Tim. You know what I mean? That's all I want to do, Greg. You know what I mean? Tim. I know. Mm-hmm. All you want to do is have a good time. You're, you, Cheryl Crow wrote that song about you at one point. You know what I mean? All you want to do, all Tim wants to do, is have some fun. But they're like, "There's too many, there's too many words," and they cut out Tim. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Never forget the first time I heard that song. Florida. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad. We were on a trip. We were, I think we were in a cab from the airport. It's very, very something completely out of you know the usual. Being in a cab with my parents. That was not something that happened back in the day. There were mm-hmm. no Ubers back in 19 whatever the hell this was. And of course, then we were driving in Florida, a place I'd never been before, and there was a lot of water around us. And this song came on. All I want to do is have some fun. And I remember it was a big deal. Did you have fun? Oh, in Florida? Yeah, I had a great time. I think this is the same trip where we stayed in a hotel. And we were, I, I was so excited that we we ordered room service pizza and then watched Speed on the pay-per-view for the TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about like you're on vacation. You're in Florida for the first time. You're eating pizza in bed and watching Speed with your parents. This is a great time. Speed's on, I think, Netflix right now, or who, it's on one of the things that just popped up, and it's on. Yeah. The, you should watch. It. I'm like, like I should watch Speed. Should. Again. Yeah, Jen I and I watched Speed during the pandemic at some point. So yeah, Speed's there. Oh, um, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, when we ask you, of course, to go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, get your name, your shows read, do the thing, Patreon ad, blah. Uh, we also ask you to go there and give us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Devin needs help on the Xbox Series and PlayStation 5. It is Verum Dex on Xbox. That's V-E-R-U-M-D-E-X, all one word on Xbox. And Papu Trio on PlayStation. P-A-O, 
P-U-T-R-I-O. Hey, best friends. I'm looking to get back into playing with other people. After the PS3 and 360 generation, I transitioned into being a single-player gamer uh, almost exclusively, and I really miss playing co-op in multiplayer games. So, if you want to play with me, I own both next-gen consoles and would love to connect with you all. If you just need people to play video games with, uh, Devin's out here and ready to play them. Hit up Verum Dex on Xbox or Papu Trio on PlayStation. And of course, those are in the show notes on youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you need them over there. Um, let's see what's going on over here. Uh, and your kind of funny.com slash you're wrong is where we ask you to go correct us on stuff. Of course, a lot of you today are stupid and don't use your ears. You don't use your ears. Oh my you know God. What I mean? What's wrong with their ears? You are only using their you eyes. You hear Greg. what I say, oh, and then no. you use paint a picture ears. in your mind of it. You paint a picture in your mind of it, thinking, oh, I know, and you're totally fucking off. And so what do I have here now? The only thing I have left is nanobiologist apologizing, but we delete it. I don't even want to hear it today, Nano. Know what I mean? No apologies from you, Nano. You're here every day, and this is what this is where the hill you wanted to die on. You wanted to trust the chat. The chat, ladies and gentlemen, they put gasoline in their pockets, and that's who we're gonna trust over here. Put up a poll in the chat. Do you trust the chat? Yes or no? Thank you. That's a great point. That is that. That, There you go. Guys, I need you to be honest right now, all right? Yeah, they're going. Hold on, they're, they're working. First off, Frog Knight Joshy G says, "Help chat here, Coco." <laughs> That's a great. You know what? Frog Knight Joshy G just brought me back around in the chat. I'm down. I'm down. There's the poll going. Do you trust the chat? Oh, they're all yeses. This is cowardly. Wait a oh, minute, wow. Joshy G. Wow. There's another Joshy G. Is it the same Joshy G? Shit. I think Frog Knight Joshy G is just Joshy G, right? Or is Joshy G in the chat just Joshy G sometimes? I am so confused. I think Joshy G that writes in on Patreon is Joshy G, but Joshy G on Twitch. On yeah, Twitch, yeah, I'm the same Joshy the G. Night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, look at that. And we trust rigs. him. That's the question. I don't know if we can trust Joshy G, but we can trust him to make us laugh. And that's all that really that matters. You know what I mean? That is true. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Rick Roll and Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every week, down a variety of platforms, we come to you with the nerdy video game news you know about. If you like that, be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. Of course, there you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the post show we're about to do. You can get the other shows we do. However, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Up next, it's more, uh, no, it's Guilty Gear with Blessing and Mike. They're going to be playing that, having a good time. Uh, remember, after that, 2 p.m. Pacific, we're doing State of Play live reactions with the Gamescast crew and the X-Cast's Paris Lily. Going to be a lot of fun there, too. Um, remember, on top of that, Black Widow comes out tonight. So tomorrow, there's Black Widow in review. On top of that, it'll be me and Blessing hosting the show tomorrow. On top of that, the video game stuff never ends. So keep your eyes peeled to YouTube.com slash games. Until next time, listen to what I say before you try to jump down my fucking throat. Because a lot of podcasts will sit there and act like they're the ones that are wrong. Not me. I'll make sure you fucking know you're wrong. <laughs>